0: Welcome to season two of In Our Tracks, a project from the National Reining Horse Association. I'm your host, Jennifer Paulson. We're here to honor the history of reining, discuss current events and trends, and look ahead at the opportunities this sport has in its future. Reining's rich heritage includes vibrant personalities we're excited to share with you, along with honoring the horses and events that have made this sport the international phenomenon it is today. If you like what you're here, please be sure to leave a review. And thank you for listening to In Our Tracks. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of In Our Tracks, a project from the National Raining Horse Association. Today we are happy to have the Commissioner of the NRHA here with us, Mr. Gary Carpenter. So welcome, Gary. We're excited to hear from you today.
1: Thank you, Jen. I look forward to our conversation.
0: We like to start each episode with a little bit of an icebreaker, let people kind of get to know you a little bit better, um, with just some quick fun questions we call it our large fast so to start with what is your favorite snack at a horse show
1: i'm gonna start off by throwing uh nrha president uh recent president mike hancock under the bus (laughs) Uh, mike yeah mike introduced me to the chicken on a stick at the uh, concession stand at the fairgrounds and uh I promise your doctor won't approve, but they are so tasty.
0: <laughs> I was hoping maybe it was one of those grilled things on a stick, you know, where you could say it's okay. It's healthy horse show food.
1: <laughs> I think there's no such thing. I did have <laughs> at at
0: our affiliate regional
1: championship in France a couple of years ago, I, I go to the concession stand and of course they have crepes. It's France. So that was, that was a nice surprise.
0: Absolutely. So, um, we know when you're going from horse show to a horse show, you're often not hauling horses. You're traveling by plane or car or that kind of thing. But what do you like to listen to when you're traveling?
1: I, if I'm if I'm going a long distance,
0: I like I
1: really enjoy historical fiction. So I'll have a, a book on tape, so to speak, on there. And my uh, my music tastes uh, sort of run from you know Zyta Dakota to opera. So you can't really pin me down on that one.
0: What is um can you tell me a little bit about your favorite horse that you've ever ridden?
1: Well, it actually ties into one of our topics today when i was uh when I was a senior in high school a horse I'd ridden for for five years was killed in a tornado and uh my county agent had some connections through his wife with the four sixes and so uh, went up there and and bought a uh gilding from them who was you know, in today's world, you, you you couldn't touch this horse. He was so broke, and he would go anywhere, do anything, and back then, you know, that's what you did, and I showed him 4-H and AQHA Youth and showed him and everything, and he was a, a fun horse to ride, and same trip every time, and our relationship with Sixes started before that, but that certainly cemented. That certainly sealed the deal.
0: And I'm guessing this horse then had probably whatever is your, your favorite trait in a horse. What is that?
1: Actually, uh, what I liked about him so much was that it was the same ride every time. It didn't matter if we turned him out on wheat pasture for the winter, uh, if we're just ridden him every day for two weeks straight, he was the same horse. And that uh, I respect and appreciate that consistency.
0: Absolutely. So what's the biggest lesson that horses have taught you? Well,
1: my my original interest was in the horses, but where horses have, what they've taught me and where they've taken me is to meet people and have experiences from all over the world. And horses can do that for people and make connections for them that they can never make on their own. Absolutely.
0: Well, Gary, um, the Four Sixes Derby presented by Markel is just around the corner, so we wanted to touch base with you about that show, the new title partner, some of the new divisions that are being offered. Um, but first, I wanted to take a quick look back at last year's Derby, which saw record entries in spite of the global health crisis. What were your first thoughts going into that event when you had a record number of, of horses and people coming? Um, it must have been exciting, but also a bit overwhelming.
1: Well, it was it was exciting, and it's easy to forget. You know, sitting here almost a year later, the grip that the pandemic had on our lives, every aspect of our, of our lives, right. uh, personally, professionally, health wise, family wise, uh, it was it was everything. And so we were, of course, for weeks leading up to it, are we going to be able to have a derby? Yeah. And we were determined to have a derby. We, as NRHA, were not going to shut it down. If the city had done that, then, you know, that's their call, and it's their responsibility to keep the citizenry safe, and we respect that. But we were going to have a derby if we could do it, uh, never never anticipating that it would be a record. Uh, you know, we thought that our entries might be severely uh, reduced. but that's not what happened, clearly,
0: so looking at this year's entries, you know we're we're a few weeks out while we record this. but um where do entries compare for this year compared to last year?
1: A uh, little bit too early to tell. Uh, we're we're <laughs> we're opening entries even as we speak uh, in through the entry process. That's, as I say, that's going on right at this very moment. We'll know a little bit more even at the end of today. Uh, hopefully, we're at least on par with last year, and with all the new divisions and new money being added, let's let's hope that that's the case.
0: Right, and you just mentioned new money. So that big announcement came out um, just in the last week or so, with the Iconic Four Sixes Ranch becoming the name partner of the NRHA Derby presented by Markel. Um, that. We've, we've found out is increasing the purses. Um, it, it's just it makes it really enticing for owners and riders to want to come participate. How did that opportunity come about, and um, what do you think it means for the future of the event?
1: Well, I would love to tell you that it was uh, superior salesmanship on my part. <laughs> that would be false. Uh, Taylor Sheridan called me a couple months ago and brought up the idea, and we worked together on the, the payout schedule, which touches every level, and here we are, you know, and it's, I think the news is so new that most people don't really realize the impact it's going to have over the, the five years of the contract. It's just a new injection of, of uh, not only money, but energy, and also reconnecting NRHA with some great traditions. Not everyone knows that Hollywood Gold (laughs) came from the sixes. Not everyone knows that Gray Badger, who led us down the trail to uh, Little Peppy and all those great horses, uh, those bloodlines came from the sixes. So it's reconnecting history, and that makes it even more exciting for me on a personal note as well, given my connections with that operation
0: absolutely and um it it also opens those doors for exposure you know um with you know taylor's commitment to the last cowboy the tv series on the paramount network um the associated event with that with the run for a million um it seems like that just opens a lot of doors for collaboration and really taking advantage of that history and promoting it that raining is you know, that kind of cowboy root sport, which maybe you think more cutting is more like that or one of the other Western events, but raining is part of that great history too.
1: Well, it really is. And of course, uh, Taylor personally, professionally involved with, with cutting and cow horse as well. Right. And as, as has been the sixes for a number of years, a number of years now, some of their families are definitely uh, reigning-oriented, reigning-bred, and have had an impact there and will continue to. But their their tentacles go all the way across the Western performance industry.
0: Absolutely. And along with that big announcement, we also hear that there are new divisions being added to the Derby Slate, which is great to give more opportunity to your exhibitors and, and give owners more chances to have their horses um, you know, get get a chance at those checks. Um, so let's break down each one in a minute, but first I wanted to ask you about what goes into developing a new division for one of these major events? I'm sure it doesn't happen overnight. It, there's a lot of, you know, back and forth and discussing about, you know, the opportunities and ramifications and how they can help. So what kind of work goes into it for you guys and the executive committee and, the you know, the other committees to develop these new divisions?
1: Almost all these ideas start off with a conversation. Uh, it may be, let's just be honest, it may be in a bar room. Yeah. It may be on the back of a napkin. It may be on the rail somewhere. It may be, sometimes it's it's, uh, it's out of frustration. It's, uh, why don't we do more for this or that or the other? And then they, they slowly build over time. But you know what lights the fuse, let's just be honest, is money. And we had uh, we had several generous individuals that said, "Hey, I want to see this happen, and I'll put up the money for it." And that's what that's what makes it that's what puts fuel in the tank. Mm-hmm. Without the funding, there is no additional division.
0: Uh, right. So let's start with that twenty five thousand dollar added amateur derby to see if that amateur division might become a standard offering at other shows. Um, Listeners, you guys can read all specific details and conditions about this event because it does get a little bit deep into who's eligible and that sort of thing. You can find that at nrha.com/derby. Um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about working with um, the folks at Storybook and how that idea came into being with with them and who they're meaning to serve here.
1: Again, it was one of those one of those recurring conversations and the. The Amateur Division and uh, Appreciate Storybook pushing this kind of over the finish line, so to speak, the conversation's been out there about an amateur division. Most people would say, okay, that's great. We like the uh, eligibility that's envisioned here, but it needs to be funded. Well, they funded it, and this trial period runs through April of next year. And, and we'll see how it plays out, what the entries are. I don't think it will be a strictly uh, decision that's finalized by our board on uh, entries alone. I think there'll be a lot of factors. Uh, how does it actually play out in the pen? Who wins? Uh, who's competitive but doesn't quite get there? And, of course, we have to be careful it doesn't detract from other divisions. Uh, we don't believe that will be the case, but sometimes there are unintended consequences. So we're excited to see it to see it play out and um, give these amateur folks uh, their their time in the sun.
0: Right. So Brenda Joyce and her husband Rick Kristen, are, are active NRHA participants. They're you know behind Storybook Ranch. Um, they're breeders. They own top reigning horses. They owned um, you know a past fraternity winner, and they're the engine behind this initiative. Um, what does it say that members? feel passionate enough to come and say, this is what we think we need. Obviously it takes the money behind it, but how do how do we get more members to be involved in those types of conversations, I guess, and talk about what they would like to see or what they need, what's, what's the opportunity there?
1: Well, Rick and Brenda have, have shown an incredible level of support and they have a lot of passion, not just for reigning as a whole, but for this division to see the impact it can have on our industry. This is all about creating opportunities. Right. We all like to compete, but we like to compete at our level. I haven't, I haven't skied in a number of years, but I can tell you if I went next winter, I would not be on the Black Diamond day one. <laughs> and so that's, that's how our people are.
0: Can you explain a little bit more to us about that test phase aspect of this amateur division? Um, like, what are the metrics that will determine if it's viable for the future? Is it that balance, like you said, between adding to and not taking away, or what? What kind of things do you look at to see if it will be approved um, next year?
1: The first thing we'll do is look at just at the raw numbers. How many of the entries? How many entries were uh, were added to the amateur division? What did that do, uh, not only for those participants, but for the horse show? Did it, did it help with growth? Uh, that's something that we're always after. So we'll start with the numbers. And then, of course, uh, you know, there, there are anecdotes. There are stories uh, that can influence these things uh, from people who might say to you, uh, you know, this is a place that I really feel like I can compete, and that's what I want to be, is competitive. Uh, so there's we' we'll, we'll look at a number of factors to make sure that the overall effect of this these amateur classes is positive. That's what we're hoping for of course.
0: Is there a chance that it would get approved yet for 2021 like we might see an amateur division at the fraternity or are we looking at 2022 at the soonest?
1: The, the trial period at this point in time is slated to run through April of next year. Okay. Uh, that could that could change this fall. I don't anticipate that we'll see it for the futurity, but I would not rule that out.
0: All right. Well, that's exciting. Um, so there also was another major addition, and that's stakes classes um, for the four-year-olds in both the open and non-pro divisions of the Derby. And that idea of separate competition for four-year-olds has really been gaming steam for the last few years with various you know, NRHA-approved events trying out the idea in different formats. And it seems like the end goal is always to let these sophomore horses that have come off a strenuous maturity year mature a little bit and compete against their own level playing field. Um, how did NRHA come, join, come to join this wave of celebrating our four-year-old horses at major events and um, what went into developing this particular division?
1: Well, I have to give I have to give a lot of credit to Gabe Hutchings and uh, Tamarack Ranch. Gabe and I have have uh, talked about this in sort of broad terms for three or four years, and the con- conversation really picked up steam at Tulsa last year, where he you know started getting down to specifics about eligibility and funding and all those aspects of this competition, which, if you read the conditions, you'll note it's relatively open, so that any any four year old can go in there. And along with that, a number of those conversations on the rail in the stands about the four year olds how do we create more opportunity for the four year olds? And so here we are this year, we have Tamarack stepping up for open and uh kevin colson and his wonderful family and colson paving for the amateur division Uh, because and kevin was very intentional about this sponsorship to him it's about the opportunity for these horses more than anything else and and that's what we're seeing and the four-year-old year is you know it is tough. they're uh they're still they're still maturing They've got to go against horses that are fully mature, fully trained, uh, should be ready to take on the world, and most of the times are. So it gives them a little opportunity, a little safety, if you will, within their own peer group uh, to show what they can do. The other thing I think it does, along with the seven-year-olds that we added what, three years ago, it gives people the comfort that they can be patient with their horses. They don't have to run out there and grab every nickel and dime now because they're going to have opportunities down the road. If a horse needs to mature physically or mentally or get over an injury or just get to a better place, they've now got time to do that and still uh, put a lot of earnings on that horse.
0: Yeah, and that really also aligns with the NRHA Respect the Horse, Respect the Sport initiative and um, allowing those horses to be all they can be in their own time and, um, you know, celebrating what they are and what they can be but not pushing them too far too fast.
1: Well, it it really does, and I have to say this caught me a little bit off guard that the seven-year-old division, I, I could sure see it from the standpoint of people who had a good horse that they want to keep going with they didn't want to retire retire that horse or sell it or move it along somewhere else they wanted to show it that next year I got that that was easy but what I didn't fully appreciate is how much it would help with people's willingness to wait and as I said before uh, show some patience
0: So um, the sponsors here are are particularly notable for their, you know, involvement in the industry at this level. Um, you know, I think Gabe won the first wildcard reigning, the, the first time they had that for the four-year-olds. You know, the mm-hmm. Colston's are really deeply embedded in breeding and raising and showing those top competitors. Um, so they, they are big names to put out there. But I think that they also have a real, like, finger on the pulse of all levels of the association and the membership and how this can help everyone and kind of you know all the levels of the non pro all the levels of the open are eligible for the four year old stakes and um just really recognizing that that different division I think is really exciting and it'll be fun to watch
1: it will be fun to watch and you know while we're while we're on the different divisions I would like to mention the novice horse derby that glyco guard has come on to sponsor this year you know that that is for horses that have earnings of 10,000 or less mm-hmm. and you know we've all been sitting in the stands when a horse is having an incredible run and there's just this momentary bobble that knocks them out of the out of the paychecks but a great horse, and this is an opportunity for that horse to come back and really show what they can do, and again, it's about creating opportunity.
0: Yeah, and it seems like that also, the a few of the horses that I've seen come through that program um, maybe had an injury, and were, you know, so they were a little bit behind um, as they came through there, and, and that novice horse level really allowed them to build their earnings, but, you know, recognize that they came from a different you know background, I guess, or different situation than some of the horses that have been going their whole career. Absolutely. Yes. So um, talking about the Derby, last year's looked a lot different than in the past. you know the, the Derby has become known as kind of the party event, the fun event. There's a lot of exhibitor parties. you know there's been dummy roping competitions for the NRHA professionals to support the Dale Wilkinson Crisis Fund. There's just a lot of opportunities to enjoy camaraderie and and be around other Rainers. You know, last year, all the fringe events were canceled and our smiles were hidden behind masks and elbows, bumps replaced hugs and handshakes. Um, What should spectators and exhibitors expect this year? Um, Are there any health protocols in place? And will we be able to kind of go back to what we were used to with this event in 2021?
1: No, the, I guess it's been the last month, our mayor, David Holt, Uh, announced that essentially COVID is in the past. Uh, People still need to use common sense, and I'm sure that they will. But, you know, the roping dummy competition is back on thanks to our uh, NRHA professionals, and we've got all these new divisions. Uh, So (laughs) bring your party hat. (laughs) you know this 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 should be fun and it's to me it's also a celebration of the great horses we have in training obviously the fraternity there's horses that people are talking about going into it but you don't always know who's going to emerge you know sometimes it's a it's a wonderful surprise at the derby just like we saw recently at the NRBC, it's these older horses turning in those masterful performances that they can pull off because of their maturity and their athleticism and their level of training. That's what everyone is able to see at the Derby, and to me that's what makes it so exciting because we do get those really heart-stopping performances
0: yep and we all we all know those horses a little bit better after seeing them in the pen a couple of times and have our favorites and <laughs> uh, it makes it a lot of fun it does
1: it does and you you come to have uh, certain expectations from how certain horses are going to pull off uh, various maneuvers and and you get to see it play out right there right there in three d and uh, fun to watch fun to watch
0: well, I know we're all looking forward to. The Derby later in June, the 19th through the 27th, when all our eyes will be on the best four to seven-year-olds in Oklahoma City. Um, you guys can follow NRHA on social media to keep up on everything. Also, be sure to tune into the webcast to watch all the action unfold. All the details, including the schedule about the web, the schedule and the webcast, can be found at NRHA.com/Derby, and that'll have all the results, all the information that you need to know more about the event, and probably how you can get tickets to go in person and hoop and holler and do some shopping and support the event
1: it should be great fun Uh, just uh, to sort of uh, spoiler alert we've had uh, some great conversations with cowboy channel last week and they will be carrying coverage derby coverage uh, very shortly after the event so you can look forward to that as well
0: oh so exciting good deal well we appreciate your time today gary and um, we'll see you on down the road
1: Okay, thank you, Jen. Happy trails.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to In Our Tracks, a project from the National Raining Horse Association. For more about reining and NRHA, visit NRHA.com and follow NRHA on Facebook at NRHA National Raining Horse Association and on Instagram at NRHA Raining. Please be sure to leave us a review. We love five stars and um, look for us next month.